Hello, this is the Queen of England. And this is the Queen of England. Two queens. Two queens, I say. I like to listen to the red cast while I'm on the throne. Make sure you flush. This week is special because they talk about things. They're going to talk about a wide variety of things. You don't know what's coming next. Like bread pudding or franken beans. It's all coming at you before you know it. Ten, five, four, three. Two. Extreme close up! Wah! 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 I was thinking about the um hmm. <laughs> Were you really not paying attention? I was paying attention. I was thinking about um, at work the process of knighting, like oh, getting yeah, yeah. knighted, mm-hmm. like getting knitted. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what if we get to a point where we become knighted, like by the queen herself? Who? Something would have to have happened with the monarchy to where somebody yeah. would be silly enough to knight us sir stephen and sir stephen's brother say i like that guy yeah i know everybody knows that you're the famous one and i'm just gonna be the matt impersonator and branson you're gonna be but you're gonna be knighted i wonder if any i wonder if any branson impersonators have been knighted i i don't think so sir show tabucci yeah sir i was saying wayne newton he's he's vegas baby yeah Sir Yakov Smirnov. Ooh. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. I'm I'm s- still floored on how Yakov, you know, I forget how far of a reach Yakov Smirnov has. Like he yeah. he's like was a, he's a legit, like a legit comedian. Yeah. I've always kind he's, of known him as a Branson performer, but he was respected like, in the comedy yeah. world. I mean, yeah. in the 80s he was at Dangerfields and he had yeah. specials and stuff like that. I mean, he was kind of like he seemed kind of lame like fit for Branson, but I yeah. mean, he's respected by a lot of comedians that I like and stuff like Which that. Which is crazy cuz I grew up and he was just the I thought the whole Russian thing was a shtick. He's actually Russian apparently. Right. Um, but I just thought he was some sideshow that old couples in Branson would go to after the four o'clock dinner special at Ryan's steakhouse yeah, or before. Yeah, or at, exactly. Or before they go to the, the main event, the, the Oz golden corral. Yeah. yeah. Overrated. I'm not really a big fan of buffets. Anymore. Me neither. Like um, I, after one plate, I'm like, yeah. Like, also after I heard what clostridium perfringence was, I was yeah. like, I don't want uncomfortable stomach pains because of some weird bacteria that, Happens in yeah. buffets. And the food's not that good either. No, it's not. I'll good. tell you what is passable, and that is the Radcast. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And uh, today's episode, we are going to be answering questions. It is still Q&A, um, but it's not this widespread out. You know, we had to push people away from asking yeah. questions because we got too we many. We got flooded. Yeah. We actually got three questions <laughs> throughout the entire week. We were posting on social media. Uh, we got three questions. Two of them happened within the last day or two. Still better uh, than zero. Exactly. So maybe next time we do one of these, we'll actually get 
uh, questions from other people. So we'll answer those three questions. But for the remainder of the episode, we have questions for each other. And it's yeah. all surrounding music. Yeah, um, so I think we haven't I, talked about music that much. On no, here. we haven't. I mean, music is music is my soul. Um, but uh, music is a <laughs> is a huge part of both of our lives. Like, I, like I, I just I truly believe music is in my DNA. Yeah, uh, it's in. I mean, a lot of people, it's in their DNA. I, I mean, think it's we respond to music in a different way than anything else. But we're gonna be. I seize up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about music today. Uh, so the Q&A, we're, again, we're going to answer those three questions that we received. Uh, we're going to keep it anonymous. If you are listening and you hear your question, again, there's only three of you. Uh, but hopefully you're happy that you heard your question. We're going to read those. Uh, we're going to take a quick break in just a second here. But we're going to read those. And then the rest of the time, I had some questions I came up with. Mm. You had some questions you came up yeah. with revolving around music. Yep. Uh, but first, again, before we take a quick break, we actually have something special we're going to be taking on uh, at the end of September throughout the month of October. Yeah. So we love Halloween. Everything love about fall. Halloween in the fall. And Halloween's, summertime yeah. is winding down here in St. Louis. We're getting closer to the 70s and the 80s as far as the weather goes you know we're starting to cool down a little bit today was a cool day um so that means fall is right on the doorstep and with fall comes my favorite part of fall and your favorite part of fall halloween so what we're going to be doing something special here on the radcast uh again from the end of september all throughout october we are going to be doing all halloween centric episodes yes i could tell you about it but we actually have a little promo here for you. This Halloween, the Radcast brings five weeks of fright. From September 30th to October 31st. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. Each episode will be surrounded by the sinister and the scary. It might even horrify you. So lock your doors and turn down the lights and be prepared to be scared on the Radcast. Well, we warned you. That was spooky. Ooh, it's a uh, oopy spooky. But you I know am excited I mean. for that. That's gonna be really good. I'm super excited for that. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, some returning guests. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some yep. new guests, hopefully on yeah, there. Yeah. So be prepared if you follow us on social media. We will be shooting out uh, reminders of that stuff and mm-hmm. really be building up that that five weeks of fright, as you heard from the promo. Yeah. So speaking of social media, mm-hmm. make sure to while you're at it, if you're on Instagram, go follow us at the Radcast, and that's cast with a K. So T H E R A D. K-A-S-T. And luckily, it's very rhythmic, so mm-hmm. remember that. Uh, so on Instagram, go follow us. On Twitter, go follow us. We're at T-Radcast. So T for the Radcast, cast with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go like us on Facebook, uh, we're just the Radcast. And then if you go on Spotify, you can follow us on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You can go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast App, Stitcher, what have you, whatever, wherever you get your podcast mm-hmm. fix. Make sure to leave us uh, uh, five stars. Give us a review. Um, nothing too crazy. It's not for our ego or anything. It's just kind of how the algorithms work. It yeah. kind of pushes us toward, you know, get, makes us more visible. Yeah, it makes um, us more visible to get us out to a, a wider audience. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get into our Radcast Q&A. Stick around. We'll be right back. What was that ruckus? We now return. I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. To the Radcast. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. And the Lord is bored of you. The Lord is born <laughs> from a virgin born girl. <laughs> <laughs> It's completely unintelligible. <laughs> hey, Armstar. Hey, He's Armstar. the chart. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the Radcast, everybody. Hi. Uh, we are going to be embarking on our first ever Q&A. Hooray. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hooray. One of hopefully many. So uh, at first things first with our Q&A, what we're going to do is we're going to tackle the questions that we got from uh, you, the listeners, yeah. uh, via Instagram and via Facebook Messenger. Yep. Uh, so we're going to tackle those first. Again, we're going to keep it anonymous. So if you're listening and you hear your question, uh, if, if give you, yourself a pat on the yeah, back. If you want to tell the big pe- time kid, if you want to tell people that was my question, go right yeah. ahead. But we're not going to say who said what. Yep. And then after that, uh, for the rest of the episode, we have some music centered questions that we're going to ask one another. Mm-hmm. So Matt, first things first, what's the first question? So the first question we got is very first question we got pretty much as soon as I shot, you know, this idea out mm-hmm. on Instagram, um, not necessarily, uh, super insightful, you're not really going to get an insightful answer. The first question I got was, how do you spread peanut butter on your butt cheeks? With a knife. Slowly. 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 Ten- slowly with, with the sole of a shoe. Is it tenderly with, oh. uh, with a... With a uh, Sock puppet. With a brush. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just take a whole hairbrush. With a dry paintbrush. Exactly. Yeah. You take... Yes. Paint defense. Um, it tickles my... Tickles my... Mm, butthole uh, paint the swinging door oh um, so with a paintbrush dipped in peanut butter slowly and tenderly crunchy or smooth oh well smooth don't yeah. want any, don't want anything getting stuck up there crunchy crunchy is hard enough to spread on bread yeah i'm not a fan of crunchy so you gotta go smooth you know yep. It's just that's just a, if if you're going to do that particular activity mm-hmm. it's gotta be smooth peanut butter and it's got to be with a uh, dry paintbrush. And in the privacy of your own home. Exactly. Yeah, smooth across the smooth posterior. Exactly. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Um, second question is, um, it kind of goes along, at least for us, with uh, our 90s baseball episode yeah. we had just a few weeks ago. So 90s baseball unis what are some of the cool ones so one of my favorite subjects top top of top of the heap for me is the teal mariners logo or teal mariners jersey well and sticking with the mariners their gray vest with navy uh undersleeves and then the white vest with navy undershirt yeah exactly that was sick yep and then uh let's see some of the all-star game jerseys oh yeah like the 98 um, home run derby jersey was cool. The '99 home run derby jersey, yeah, was really cool. Indians had a sweet navy jersey, yeah. That they I, they might have a variation of it now, but mm-hmm. I just remember the letters being bold and red on the sweet yeah. gray with like white piping or sweet yeah. navy with like white piping. I uh, I liked the Texas Rangers had a jersey that was just white and red. They didn't have the blue incorporated in there. They had like the red hat 
and then the red piping going along there and yeah. just you know it was just and then the red lettering and it was just white and red so yeah. i really like that rangers jersey the Mar- the marlins marlins we had a talk cool about teal, teal jersey uh the diamondbacks mm-hmm. and the rockies both had cool like purple jerseys yeah and then the astros had a navy jersey in their one of their older logos is like a a gold star it's like a mustard yeah looking gold star that like reached towards the end of the jersey mm-hmm. and that was on like the left chest so that was yeah. sweet and then um the cardinals had a cool batting practice jersey mm-hmm. and then the angels had like pinstripe the white pinstripe vest with a blue undershirt with the a, with that a logo yeah the mo vaughn angels mm-hmm. jerseys jim edmonds when he was over there yeah so those are cool. So, I mean, I'm sure um, you know who you are who presented that question. If you're listening, um, if we missed any, just let us know. Um, if you want to DM us or just let us know on one of our Facebooks or on the Radcast face or on one of our Instagrams or the Radcast Instagram. Um, so, yeah, so just let us know if, uh, if we answered your question there. So yeah, what's the last exactly. question? The last one um, it goes like this. It goes, your father and I named you Matthew. Why do you insist on calling yourself Matt? Um, and so... I have no idea who that could be. Yeah, exactly. And the long and short of it is because Matt looks better on a marquee. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that answers your question, mm-hmm. sir or ma'am. Yeah. So those were those three questions we were sent. Again, thank you for sending them to everybody who did. Yep. Um, when when we do another Q&A, we're going to post again. And hopefully um, you all, you know, if you like this episode, jump on the train and send us some questions. No matter how goofy they are, we will do our best to answer them. So now we're going to jump into the questions that we have for one another. So the mm-hmm. first question, Matt. Yeah, I posed this to you, uh, I guess, this afternoon. And... I was like, the theme is music for our questions to each other. And I was like, an easy question is, Stephen, what are your top five, and I hate this term, but grunge bands? Mm -hmm. And the reason I hate it was because, A, the musicians hated it because it was a term created by the media Mm -hmm. to try and, you know, give this sound a name or or to create a style or, or create a trend. Put it in a box. Put it in a box, yeah, which is funny enough. There's an Alice in Chains song yeah. called Man in a Box. Exactly. Um, roof. And, and so I will use the term Seattle Sound because that's mm. what it was. Yeah. So for you, Stephen, your top five favorite Seattle Sound bands. So in no particular order, of, cor- of course Pearl Jam. Yeah. Um, I mean... To me, this they they changed up their sound in the mid '90s for sure, and then from each album they had some sort of change in sound. But yeah. uh, Ten and Vitology and Versus, which yep. was their first three albums, all had that Pearl Jam sound. Yeah. Pearl Jam sound that I like. Yeah. I like stuff on their on their later albums, mm-hmm. but like Ten, I listened to a bunch, and Vitology and then Versus, like. Those are those have some of my favorite Pearl Jam songs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice in Chains. Oh yeah. Um, they, They're top of the list for me. Yeah, they they might be yeah they might be my number one. But Alice in Chains had such a a difference. They were heavier than all the other Seattle yeah. bands, but they had you know just such haunting vocals, mm-hmm. haunting harmonies from Lane Staley and yeah. Jerry Cantrell. Um, Lane Staley has maybe the most overlooked voice. 
in kind of that grunge era, at least out yeah. of that Mount Rushmore. He had such just a, it was a rough gravelly voice, but it's very much tinged in the blues. Yeah. You can hear how he kind of finishes um, some of, he does runs and how he finishes some of his uh, his lines yeah. with more of like a, a blues yeah. flavor on Him it. Him and Chris Cornell probably had the best range. Oh, Chris, of- yeah. So Chris, I mean, it's tough because Soundgarden is fine. Yeah. I just wasn't the biggest fan of them. I just like, I like Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, so with that, I mean, it's Temple of the Dog. I would, yeah. I would throw in Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog yeah. a, in kind of the same area because you, I would just put in the Soundgarden songs that I like and the Temple of the Dog songs I like, yeah. and I'd be fine with it just being a Chris Cornell compilation. Sure. Um, Mother Love Bone, yeah. which I think they, they, they are overlooked unless you really know about Pearl Jam yeah. and... and that music scene yeah, in the in late the early, 80s and the early exactly. 90s. Um, Mother Love Bone, that first, is it their first? That's their first album. Yeah. Like, this is Shangri-La and uh, Come Bite the Apple. And mm. that, that album is is awesome. If you, Stardog, um, yeah, Stardog Champion, the second song. Yeah. But is that the one with the kids choir? Yeah, and I it, love uh, that song. That's a, you, um, I cranked that you last. You don't realize that, like, and a half. Not only is um, Mother Love Bone overlooked, but their lead singer Andy Wood died at a young age of a drug mm-hmm. overdose. Had he not died, we might not have Pearl Jam. Right. Like because they were they were on the launching pad mm-hmm. and they they would have been, you know, one of those big bands to come yeah. out of that music scene. Who was it on PJ20? Was it Stone Gossard or Jeff Ament? Or somebody was talking about how Andy Wood, they could be playing a venue where five people are in there and he was treating yeah. it like we, they were at the Garden yeah. or at the Spectrum or something like that. Yeah. That's just how animated he was. and just it's a good front man. Good, just a good front man, a really interesting voice. And it's just, yeah. just really good, groovy stuff to where you could see where the scene was going. Yeah. But you could also hear more, you know, that the 80s alternative yeah. start to kind of flourish yeah. and, in there too. And the reason I say Pearl Jam may not have happened was because Mother Love Bone was like three quarters of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. So Stone Gosser, Jeff Ament, and Matt Cameron on the drums. I don't know. Hold it's you can c- so, so like Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden are pretty much split from two bands. Uh, Mother Love Bone and uh, Temple of the Dog. So I get I get those members mixed up. Uh, but how many is that? So I had Allison Chains, Mother Love Bone, the Chris Cornell stuff, Pearl Jam, and eh, Nirvana. I like I like Nevermind. And then they got a couple songs on other albums, but Nevermind is a solid record. So uh, ner- throw Nirvana in there as well. Yeah. Matt Cameron was not their drummer, mm-hmm. but um, I without the risk of creating a lull in this episode, I'll just look it up later. Mm-hmm. But it had significant members of Pearl Jam in it, mm-hmm. so Mother Love Bone was was overlooked. Um, there, I actually am gonna go from five to one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Temple of the Dog gets an honorable mention, mm-hmm. uh, and so I have Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mother Love Bone, and Alice in Chains. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're you're. Mine's a, mine are a little, as you folks are going to hear, my thoughts are going to be a little more scattered because, like Matt said, he had to, like, 
I should have mm-hmm. made it more concise. Um, but he, like he said, he had to make it more concise or else he'd be, be more yeah. scattered. So my thoughts are going to be a little more scattered than yeah. his. Yeah. Sorry. Get, get your lie together. <laughs> what was that from? That's Kyle Mooney. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a bridge and get over it. <laughs> it's not a wig. Uh, so the next question I had, Matt. Bring it on, uh, dude. Bring actually, it on. I'll, uh, I'll throw it. This is a question you came up with, but I'll ask you. So those top five nostalgia songs. So the songs that as soon as you hear the first few notes, you hear anything, any part of the song, no matter yeah. where you turn it on, and it, it instantly shoots you to a time yeah. and a place and a moment. And I call, I in my notes, I call it shoot you back songs. Because like, mm-hmm. there are songs that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember listening to this and this happening right. and stuff. And then they're like... I'm thinking of songs like whole other level. Right. Like as soon as you hear it comes on, it it transports your whole body, mind, mm-hmm. you know, everything back to literally a certain time and place. Mm-hmm. And you can smell the smells, see the sights, you can hear the, you can hear the noises and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of jarring. It transports like, it. The, it's a time machine. It's it's, it's like a sensory tangible. overload. It's like ta- almost <clears throat> tangible. Like exactly. that you're in that moment again. Yeah. So I'm going to go from five to one. Mm-hmm. Um, honorable mention is Two Worlds by Phil Collins from the Tarzan soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Just reminds me of seeing that movie and then being in Nashville and like going to Toys R Us mm-hmm. with our grandparents. Yeah. Um, the Remedy, I Won't Worry by Jason Mraz. Yeah. In sixth grade, before every baseball game, we would listen to that song, and we went undefeated that year. That whole album. Like, oh, yeah. It just was on our way to our baseball game. Yeah, so immediately it puts me back in our mom's minivan mm-hmm. and pulling up to the baseball diamonds, and, and I, I smell the smells of Big League Chew, and I can mm-hmm. taste Gatorade and yeah. stuff like that. And it was just a fun time. Uh, hey Now by Toby Mack. Okay. He's a Christian rapper we, we used to listen to back in middle school. Mm-hmm. And what it reminds me of, as soon as... You know, the opening line's like, Toby's back. Mm-hmm. As soon as that comes on, it, it takes me to middle school and getting into, you know, uh, this obsession with pro wrestling. And and it's it was a fond time mm-hmm. because unlike a lot of people, I loved middle school. Yeah. We had a, a good, a fun group of friends. We were getting into this new obsession. Yeah. Like, our lives sort of surrounded around it. Mm-hmm. Everything filtered itself through wrestling. So it reminds me of, Listening to this CD in my disc man while watching Steven play SmackDown versus Raw. Mm-hmm. We're like playing it in our mom's, playing the CD in our mom's car while we're going to the mall mm-hmm. and hoping that maybe we can get something wrestling while yeah. we're there. So it just takes me to that time of middle school and getting into wrestling mm-hmm. and just. It, it was a careless, fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so number three is Burn by The Cure. Yes. Um, that takes me to doing extensive research on the movie The Crow, mm-hmm. which would become one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Just this fascination with the 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 story itself and the unfortunate passing of Brandon Lee mm-hmm. on the set. Um, it just was very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that... It takes me back to that allure, and the song is very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes me back to '95 when Batman Forever came out, and we we're four years old. So you're just starting to really become conscious of the world around you, mm-hmm. and like you're starting to develop a taste for things, and and this you're starting to notice the sensory 
like your senses reacting to things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and plus, so every time the opening, every time that comes on, like it's just immediate nostalgia and it's just a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one is 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. And, and, and reason being, um, this was sort of, like hearing that song was sort of in a time that was sort of in a, an awakening for me as kind of as corny as that sounds. Uh, I remember hearing this song when I was young, I want to say like five years old. Um, and it, it sort of reminds me of all the things that I love now and the stuff we talk about on this podcast, mm-hmm. like comic books and movies and music and stuff like that. It, it reminds me of going to the comic book store for the very first time and seeing all the sites and the characters and you started to feel things from music and movies and later TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and until a certain age, pictures were just the proof mm-hmm. that I was somewhere something happened. But around that time I heard that song. I feel like that's when I started remembering things or feeling things based on experience as opposed yeah. to sort of secondhand knowledge. Right. So, so that always just hearing the opening guitar riff, mm-hmm. um, always takes me back to like the fantasy shop, the comic book, that comic book shop in Florissant mm-hmm. and just, you know, our brother Andrew playing with his buddy, you know, looking at spawn comics or playing with, excuse me, the savage dragon action figures or mm-hmm. so there's just something special about that song for me. Yeah. I mean, 1979 is one of those songs that not just for, I mean, it's, it, it, it means a lot coming from you hearing what it means to you. I think it's cool because that is also seen as a song that just epitomizes nostalgia for a lot of people. Yeah. And, I, and I think it was written like that. Yeah. I mean, it, takes the, it was released in 95 and takes the perspective of a 16-year-old kid mm-hmm. going around um, and just messing, just going around and doing stuff with their friends. It's funny to watch it now because it was in a time before cell phones the internet was not this, not what it was now. Mm-hmm. And so literally what you did with your friends, especially in high school, is you just drove around mm-hmm. in your car. And if you didn't go to the mall or, or go to like Walmart or something mm-hmm. or just go, go somewhere, you yeah. just literally just drove around. Yeah, exactly. And some, sometimes you just got into trouble. Yeah. And there's something just simple about that. Yeah. Something simple about if you're not going out, you're at mm-hmm. home watching TV or listening to music or playing outside if you, whatever, whatever you, you did, if you were yeah. young enough to, or even if you were older and you played outside, I mean, doesn't matter. You were doing, you're doing something that wasn't revolved around you having your face in a screen. And, uh, that's not us having a diatribe about the current culture or whatever, because no, we're a part of that culture, yeah. you know? Um, but so 1979, I think epitomizes that for a lot of people as well so i mean you hit the nail on the head with that feeling how you felt about it uh for me i was actually surprised to hear some of those i'm glad it was different like two worlds i didn't expect that yeah Um, there's an honorable mention yeah oh well still um but some of those uh i totally understand to throw it to go in with the middle school by their firefly by breaking benjamin yeah Uh, every time i hear every time i hear the opening line to that or when like, the, or when worlds collide by yeah, Power Man 5000. You know, those remind me they were on the soundtrack to SmackDown vs Raw, yeah. which is the first wrestling game we ever owned, and it was kind of like that was the like the game to have because we were getting so entrenched in professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, and we were like you know SmackDown vs Raw was the game to have. Yeah, so those were on the soundtracks, and we played that game 
all the time. Yep. So hearing those two songs, um, uh, Kiss from a Rose, of course. same for me. Not only does that take me back to 95, but it just puts me in the 90s. Yep. So just name a year and it's, it, it, you can use it. I would also say 75. No, name a year in the 90s. 1990. 90. Okay. okay, from 95 <laughs> on down, because uh, it was released, well, 94 on down. Anyway, uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Ooh, that's another, another one. one. Just yeah. that, then that, the lick and the line, the da na 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 like where that goes in the melody, yeah. like that just, that is the 90s sound to me. I love that major to minor shift anywhere in any song, yeah. but it just reminds me of the 90s. So I'd throw that in there. Um, this is a twofer push it. And I think I'm paranoid yeah, by yeah. garbage Yeah, yeah. to, for both of those songs, the chorus to push it and the opening to think I'm paranoid, the chorus of both of them. But we had video games growing up on PlayStation, NHL 2000, the, the, um, the intro was, had push it as yeah. the, the intro song. And then, um, uh, I think I'm paranoid was on Gran Turismo too, which mm-hmm. we talked about with Jake and, and the video games episode. But those two songs, like if I hear those, those shoot me to third and fourth grade. Yep. Um, being at our house on Swallow and then jumping to our house on Coteau and like just any, any happenings around there and like Christmas time, just mm-hmm. any, any time around those two years, even bleeding into fifth grade, like remind hearing those songs reminds me of being nine, 10, 11 years yeah. old. Um, I would, uh, uh, where's the love by Hanson oh, uh, reminds yeah. me of, you talked about going to the mall. It reminds me of going to a mall we had called Northwest Plaza. Oh yeah. Going there. Samantha played Hanson all the time. And then 1979. Yeah. Um, for me as well, just everything about that song sonically just yep. harkens to a collective memory to a lot of people. Yep. Exactly. So I think the last Really, the last question you posed to me mm-hmm. um, that I will pose right back to you mm-hmm. has to do with not just songs, but like female-led songs. Yeah, I think there are a lot of like badass, not only female-led bands and female artists, but there's so many like iconic songs to me, at least, uh, that were female-led. Yeah. Now, maybe explain why specifically female-led songs. Yeah, I feel like I know for me. I had this weird thing growing up to where I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to that because they're girls singing, which is stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid, um, and I'm glad I've grown out of that. And I just wanted to give a... Pay homage. Give some love to the females of music. A lot of the artists and a lot of the songs that I know I picked come a lot from rock, but, I mean, all across across the board, I just want to give some love to the females in music. So... These really aren't in order. Um, originally, I told you top 10, and then as I was listening to music, I was like top 15, top 17, yeah. top 18. So I'm just going to go. These are some of the top songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, these artists and these songs, yeah. I'm going to, I might throw in one or two more. Um, I'm going to go Fancy, Reba McIntyre. Oh, of course. Uh, just such, I mean, that's it's such an authoritative song that is talking about, although, you know, the woman in the song runs a whorehouse. Like she, she, she pulled herself up by her bootstraps out of a shitty situation growing up, and she's it's become the best little whorehouse well, in town. Exactly. Um, and then Black Velvet by Elena Miles. Ah, yeah. Such like a powerful, really thrusting, yeah, gravelly vocal. Very sultry. Exactly. 
Mississippi in the middle of a dry spell. Oh, yeah. so then, black velvet yeah. and a little bit of hell. Yeah. As soon as she hits that chorus, you're just yeah. like, I'm I'm listening Hey-o, to what you I'm yeah. listening to what you're saying, Atlanta yeah. Miles. Uh, and then landslide, the Olivia Newton John song, yeah. landslide off the physical, uh, the physical album. Um, I mean, it's just kind of a run-of-the-mill 80s pop song to me. And then, like, kind of the nearing the end of the song, she goes through the chorus again. And uh, she, I don't know, she just goes somewhere vocally towards this really raspy and powerful yeah. something that you don't expect from Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. This kind of angelic. You're making um, fun of me, Reese. Exactly. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's just, it was kind of a cool spot. I mean, it is yeah. a catchy song, right. but mainly like it put it over for me with that one vocal, yeah. that one vocal part. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Tina course, Turner, Tina which Turner. if you know, if you know her story with that asshole Ike Turner, yeah. um, you know, she had to deal with a lot of shit for a long time. And then finally she like, she pulls herself she out. She became her own woman. She became an icon. And it's great because this song is like throwing everything back in Ike Turner's stupid face. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, uh, it, it's not directed at Ike Turner, but it's a right. song where it's just like, you know, what's love got to do yeah. with these things? Like, it's not a, it's about respecting myself, you know, as a person. And who know, needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Exactly. You know, you just respect yourself. Yeah. Um, you're thinking, you're thinking outside the, well, I guess I didn't think outside the box. I stayed straight in like, rock and roll right i mean i just i mean not that these aren't rock but right like, right right i mean I, I, it was crazy because like when you said there's no limit to the female-led songs i'm like oh shoot there's so much so i'm glad and like, i'm like oh yeah. yeah reba tina turner yeah it's like course. i i was afraid to stay strictly in rock because sure. there's so many like i feel bad i don't have enough like jazz yeah. or big band singers so, mm-hmm. it's because i don't listen to a ton of yeah. that music so you're i'm not going to talk a lot about you know Ella Fitzgerald as much mm-hmm. as I respect her and I like Ella Fatty Fitzgerald. Fatty Monroe, exactly. I don't <laughs> like. I just don't listen to Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um. But uh. So voices carry by Till Tuesday. Tuesday. Indie uh, darling Amy Mann. Exactly. Now. That's got yeah. a couple good songs on that album, but that was the hit. Yeah. And it's just it's so ethereal, and there's something about the keyboards yeah. in there. There's something about the way the vocals are layered yeah. in the chorus, and she's just just. The, the the power I keep saying power but that's yeah. what I want, want to empower show the women's empowerment here um, just Amy Mann's vocals in the song really capture what she's talking about in yeah. the story of the song it's it's just it's such it's a it's a looming eerie yeah. minor key yeah. driven song that's just so catchy well and it's also something rare nowadays is it's a music video that tells a story mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Oh, of course. If if I have anything that puts its song over for me is in the, the scene, there's a scene in Spice World <laughs> there were, where they're rehearsing before the pregnant friend comes in. If you've seen yeah. Spice World, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And they're doing it. Prego Spice. Yeah, exactly. They started out almost like stripped down and... The song stripped song down. Stripped down. Yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, hey, perverts, don't go, don't go thinking you're going to see anything in this. Yeah, perverts, um, back yeah. off. Back off, perverts. Um, but the song is stripped down. It's and the name of this podcast Back now. off, perverts. <laughs> we should rename it to that. And it's like... <laughs> uh, 
but it's almost like a stripped down version of the song and like they are, they're almost singing an acapella and then the whole band comes in or whatever but it's just that's just it's a catchy song i really really like it and it reminds me of the late that 90s also reminds me of elementary school yeah exactly. candy by mandy moore Candy by Manny Moore is a great song. Wait your turn. Sorry. Um, I didn't have it on there. Okay, well, Candy by Manny Moore is a good song. Here Now by Letters to Cleo. I've got that on mine. Yeah. It's just, it's such, it, it's a it's a cool, like, lilty vocal yeah. over the verses. And then just when I first heard the song, the way that the chorus goes, like, the, the melody of it and the cadence of it is, like, nothing I'd heard before. Yeah. I was like... What, like how is she, how is she doing that? How is she not messing yeah. up? Da, 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 They're just, on the. They performed at the prom and Ten Things I Hate About Ten You. Ten Things I Hate About You. They were they had a little bit part in the concert for Little. Or uh, it wasn't the concert for Little Sebastian. Yeah, but, but they were in was, Parks and Rec. They in Park. They're in Parks and Rec. Ben Wyatt. You can see Ben Wyatt occasionally wearing a Letters to Cleo shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I mean, that's that's a great song. Just. The bounce to the chorus yeah. was really, really catchy. Hey, you by No Doubt. Yeah. I wanted from Tragic yeah. Kingdom. I wanted to throw No Doubt in there. Um, I, I love hey, Just a Girl and hey, I love Don't Speak. Spiderwebs. Spiderwebs. Hella good. But mm. I wanted, I wanted to throw in a song that took me by surprise when yeah. I listened to it. Was just how good it is. Is Hey, you by No Doubt. Mm. So go check that out. Uh, I hate myself for loving you, Joan Jett. Yeah. Just that pattern at the beginning of the doo, 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 yeah. I messed it up, but like, it's just such, it's such, it's a song that you crank. It's such an anthemic yeah. type song. Um, moth. But, yeah. Sorry. There's a moth flying around. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, it's such, it's a big song. It's yeah. just a big song. If you listen to it. Um, and then, uh, one way or another by Blondie. Yeah. I mean the classic, the class, that classic riff. And then I love how it kind of, um, the tempo goes down and that yeah how it kind of changes up uh, I've always liked that part um, nasty by Janet Jackson of course yep she's not gonna literally that that's why I was like that's why I was I thought you were only referring to like strictly rock you didn't ask because, little boy because I was like this that would take forever because right. there's so many in every all every genre of music so many iconic female vocals and songs mm-hmm. and all that stuff um i love as soon as it comes in with give me a beat that's uh, great dun, dun, dun. yeah it's, it's just it's just great you know so somebody give her a beat please give her a beat yeah her name's janet and miss jackson if you're nasty um and then after that is head over heels by the go-go's yeah which is just it's so poppy and catchy yeah. the, the keyboard um lead in there and then the breakdown it's just such a great it's a great pop song exactly it, go-go's are so great oh yeah they're awesome everywhere by fleetwood mac uh-huh. um i like the christy mcvee songs more than the okay. stevie nicks songs although i do love dreams take two from the special edition of rumors yeah. um but i prefer the christy mcvee fleetwood mac song so everywhere which is just another good uplifting yeah poppy light tune um let's see uh time after time by cindy lopper of course one of my top five favorite songs of all time i i never change a song whenever that comes on mm-hmm. uh wild child by heart yeah there's any number of heart songs these dreams alone barracuda yeah uh, straight on barracudian what a um, cutie like you can you can throw in any number of these heart songs mm-hmm. but 
uh, Heart Journey and Cheap Trick was the first concert I ever went yeah. to, and they opened with Wild Child, and yeah. I just I kind of just elicits this emotion in me that I'm just like, man, it's just it's just it's, it's such experience. a yeah, it's a, it's such a good, just a good song. Yeah, um, and then Vow by Garbage. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned two Garbage songs earlier, but they have a song that was like. It's one of their first hit, one of their first radio hits. is a song called Vow that's really sounds dark and looming and sinister. Yeah. But then it, when it goes into the chorus, it is, it is a change in tone, but it, it still has that minor mm. underlying like sinister nature to it. And then plus the breakdown and the for the bridge is really cool. Like a flamenco guitar. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's a good song with really good movement to yeah. it. Um, all fired up by Pat by Benatar. Pat Benatar. Can't help but get all fired up to that. Pat Benatar is another artist where I was like, there's just, there's too many, too many yeah. Pat Benatar songs. Yeah. And that's not a cop out. They're literally like, there's like five other Pat Benatar songs I could throw in here, but all fired up mm-hmm. a great opener. If yeah. I ever, would give Pat Benatar any ideas for an opener. Has she ever uh, played my birthday party? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then finally, this one was hard too because I could, uh, I can name quite a few songs from this band and from this, uh, from this lead singer. Mm-hmm. But the uh, yeah, last, yeah, last yeah. and certainly not least, I've, uh, I've minced no words and have not been a stranger in talking about how much I'm in love with Haley Williams. So number one is my favorite Paramore song. It is from their self-titled album in 2013, and it is the first track called Fast in My Car. It is <laughs> a, I know it sounds like. You can drive fast in my car. I know it sounds like. Fast a, in my car. It sounds like a weird European <laughs> yes. techno group song, and that's what I thought when I read the title, but there's a drum pattern that kicks in yeah. that is just so, it, it hooks you right in. The chorus is great. Sonically, it's great. The bridge is great. Um, it gets me excited. And just the whole song is fantastic. It kicks ass. And the song kicks ass. So, so that is my list. Yeah, so rounding out this little section, this little Q&A, mm-hmm. um, so many to choose from, uh, but some ones that came to mind. And keep in mind that I'm not purposely leaving anything out. There's just so much great music uh, in this particular category. Here and Now by Letters to Cleo, Celebrity Skin by Hole. Great, I mean, great guitar mm-hmm. riff. Courtney Love's vocals are great on it, even though she's not a great person. Uh, Satellite by Luscious Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Favorite Game by The Cardigans. It's a great intro mm-hmm. to Grand Turismo 2. Any number of heart songs, Pat Benatar, any, you know, those those icons uh see there by veruca salt spiderwebs by no doubt i'd also throw in excuse me mister mm-hmm. um i still do by the cranberries crush 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 by your beloved paramore i don't want to fall in love by jane child and head over heels by the go-go i can't believe i forgot the cranberries that's all right yeah dreams by the Cranberries. dreams by the cranberries great from, song from the next karate kid exactly so i apologize folks that uh I was a little more long-winded than Matt was. Again, he was a little more concise, which I think is probably better for your listening experience. Um, but I know I just apologize, mm-hmm. but I make no apologies because hey, they're not—they're not bad explanations. Yeah, I just—I uh, just again, like I said, if given the opportunity, Matt and I can talk hours on music and dissect what we like and why we like it. 
Um, but that was our little Q&A um, along with the three questions that we had up at the top there. We had a, a few of our own questions to one another. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, I did. Throw you in the toilet. Hoping, hoping you, you enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, um, baby. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to round out this episode. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I wish I wish I could sing like a girl. You can. Can I? Well, I don't know. Let me try. It just ends up it's a person on a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. It's a person who's stuck on a carousel. That <laughs> <laughs> was a funny little story about uh, our little brother Tyler mm-hmm. when he was like I want to say eight or nine, eight, seven or eight years old. We were, at, we were at Six Flags St. Louis, and he was excited to go on the, we have a Joker ride, which is just a, it's a long uh, boat-like. It's like a uh, pendulum. Yeah, it's like a long pendulum, and it goes back and forth, and then progressively gets higher, mm-hmm. and it just swings you back and forth. And it's fun, um, and at the time, he was getting himself hyped up. He's like, can't wait for the Joker ride. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, he gets on the ride, and it's, like, going slow. And he's like, hey, like, doing a Joker laugh. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it starts to get higher and higher. And it just gets to a point where he's like, stop the ride. Stop the ride. <laughs> uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. And when we, tell that, when we told that story to friends, um, we would say it was like, if you were from on, if you were on the ground and you heard it, yeah. you'd hear "Stop right. <laughs> so I just thought that's always a funny story to tell, and how he was, he was so cocky getting on that ride, mm-hmm. and he ended up pooping in his pants. He sure the joke did. is on you. They're like hose him down. <laughs> so, so, you gotta walk around with soggy poop pants. Yep, soggy poop pants. So. Welcome to the first episode of uh, Watch It Pervert. <laughs> Watch we're it pervert. Talk about first episode's called Soggy Poop Pants. Yep. You so, don't want to know what kind of povoisions we're getting into on this episode. Yeah, no, none of the povoisions. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Proper Gentleman Podcast. I'm Steven. And you just named the wrong podcast. Ooh, Freudian slip. Sorry Whoopsie. about that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for listening to the Radcast. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And just remember, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, because why would you want to be rude when you could be rad? We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.